Lucky you. You've tuned in to the Heart to Heart podcast on episode 26 and probably the best it's ever going to get, to be honest. I feel like I've gone through this experience of realigning myself from fitness coaching, from even life coaching, right and honing it in to relationship coaching. And today it's going to be about how not to settle for less romantically part two so if you haven't already listened to it the one just before this episode 25 it talks about how you can raise your worth so if you really have dialed that in and listened to that podcast you know did some deep dive and questioning yourself then this one is part two to add and develop and be like the expansion pack for my fellow gamers out there might know that um is these these are like seven reasons which can expand upon your worth and potentially why you feel lonely why you feel like you're settling for somebody who is less than you maybe you're feeling discomfort you're anxiously attached you're anxiously avoiding the the potential your life has to be and the love of your dreams so if you're new here you know me as once the health hunk now josh campbell as what the alter ego and fitness was this audio experience strives to crack up the heart to hearts and conscious conversation to help you attract keep and seize the love and connection you've always dreamed of be introduced to inward out solutions explore energetics psychology dial in relationship dynamics and dial in your empathetic power you'll learn through my guests and of course my own experience how to achieve a happier existence create emotional freedom for yourself and kick ass in dating and loving and gain a lot of emotional intelligence along the way on how to live a healthy thriving and confidence filled lifestyle oh sounds a bit fancy now doesn't it that intro so without further ado we're gonna rock into it you know um, as we always do um i hope you're excited for this one i've definitely done a lot of research around this and i'm really excited for the points to come up in in this so let's just flow let's flow with me this good energy flying through your ears i hope you're having a brilliant day whether you're multitasking on some homework or walking the dog or you know writing out your dreams right now i hope i am sort of that buddy for you during this time so Right now, I'm in a space of feeling really good. I feel aligned. I feel in flow. I've been feeling a bit rubbish, if I'm totally honest, for the past couple or even few months, where I feel like I've hit a bit of a rut, a bit of a brick wall. Um, And I've freed up lots of CPU in my brain, I call it, you know, um, computer-powered unit in there. I've freed up some percentage and operating power, and that's created emotional freedom in in myself because now I feel like I'm really getting clear and clarity on who I want to help is number one and I've always wanted to help you guys that have been listening from the beginning Um, but I just want to like hone in my expertise on one certain area and that's relationships that's building a conscious relationship and dating and helping you achieve what I have in my life and so I feel far more in line in alignment with it and this energy hopefully exuding through your microphone this microphone is is showing that and this is goes to show for you as well just a quick you know disclaimer before we begin is that if you feel like your actions are telling you oh, I'm feeling a bit low, I'm feeling in a rut, I'm not motivated, I'm not inspired, it might be telling you that you are aligning to something that's really not connected to your authentic self, your authentic code, as it were. You're not living in alignment, as essentially it's put. you, You need to figure out what is your actions right now teaching you subconsciously and subliminally even if you might you know there's a lot to learn from dark space and 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 depression and places where we feel rough because it will teach us in our actions what we've created because we're creations um 
inherently we, we we feel flow when we create so look at what you've created in your life so far and very recently as well during the time of your rut and listen in because your actions are telling you hang on a minute m or hang on a minute jeff we, we are we you know i i actually like creating videos this way or i like to work in this manner, I am far more drawn to YouTube videos which talk about XYZ, and yet I'm building a lifestyle around ABC, which is completely the other side of the spectrum on the alphabet as well as your interests and gifts. So think about that because I'm I only ask I only tell you this because I've completely shifted my my coaching vibe and I've already instantly freed up some energetic space. Um, and sometimes we we believe that we need to try harder, strategize more, and create space with lots of conscious effort. But realistically, sometimes it's about letting go of stuff that really doesn't serve you um, and create some CPU. And I'm a living manifested ma- manifestation of that because fitness was really far more outline, you know, unaligned with me. And I believe that the missions I did have, and I was very driven to try and achieve lots in the fitness sphere, but it really didn't manifest itself over the two years I've been doing it. And it didn't really feel too good. So this reason being is, you know, the mission was too big for me to seize. Now, maybe I'm far, far more aligned to do relationship coaching as most of you followers and, and clients have been telling me. It's what I always get asked. And so, you know, look at signs around the world. What do people ask for you advice on? Um, what do people resonate with you with? What do you feel passionate about talking about? And start to look at those things to realign. And of course, we just went off on a bit of a tangent, but that is a great intro. So if, if you're in a rut, seek those spaces. There's nothing wrong with you. Um, and I just want to remind you that of today. It's kind of like a, a mic drop bomb that you didn't expect. So let's get right back into how to not set, settle for less romantically um, in these seven reasons. And so we're going to kick off with number one. Are you lonely? And now this is a huge question that I get. And, and I, I believe this is a theme that many people fall into. And it's the reason why they've settle for less. And many of you are aware of a man called Sigmund Freud. He's a one of the most known psychologists in the sphere and, and definitely quite contemporary and traditional, but he's he's definitely pointed out something huge here. Where he said in his own words, suppression is just as bad for the mental stability as acting it out would be. He says, sin of omission is just as bad of as sin of commission. And that's a fancy word of saying you holding it all up is just as bad as you acting it all out. And, you know, that resentment we feel, that bad mood, that bad energy we're holding on to. There's some of us which will be aggressive, lash out, blame others, project upon the world. And there's others which, like myself and many of you included, will bottle it up. You'll fight those demons alone because you don't want to be contagious to the planet. But also that's just as bad as projecting upon the world. Um, And of course, the battle inevitably ends in deceit and lack of integrity either way you go. It does depend on our depths of personality and how we're all wired to cope with stress and emotional upset. You know, like I say, some of those will act out and some of those will go into their shell and self-deprecate to the point of low self-esteem and low self-worth. And this is where I'm coming, where you're lonely. If you're that way inclined, you're likely going to go into that space you're not talking about your feelings and you're and you're using this negative energy source to be a a magnet to attract like for like likely those 
of you listening are those that bottle up and it can just be just as toxic for you as it is your partner. And not to go to show this is all about you here. This is also about the person you're going to be attracting. And it's your it's your embodiment of who you are and your energy right now and your belief sets and who you, you are as a person up until this point and, and where you are at your life right now. Is this actually going to be helpful for another person you're, going to, you're about to call in? So we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to clean up our act, go within and heal so we don't actually start to project and hurt other people or and, and hurt other people not just aggressively and we always see this in like narcissism narcissism and um aggressors and, and, and abusers but also those that also can be just as abusive and toxic by retreating and there's a few things where i, I really want to explore here in attachment styles so at the expense of secure attachment to a partner which is basically what we all want to achieve and I've been reading a book lately called Attached and it's a brilliant book if you are really fascinated about emotional um, dynamics within a relationship and and why we're conditioned to crave a certain need for love and a crave a certain something from our partner it's really interesting but what we want to all do is avoid um, we want to avoid avoidant and anxious styles of attachment So you've got a secure attachment, avoidant attachment, and anxious attachment. And what we see with loneliness, it brings up both avoidant and anxious attachment styles. And these are not really not too good for us when we we dive too deep into these. Here it goes. Avoidant attachment patterns begin to occur and when less affection is given and less explanation or awareness for your actions are being had. And then on the other side of the the spectrum, you've got anxious attachment, which leads to us settling for less to fill a void. We we are trying to fit a temporary unmet need, which wasn't met as a child potentially, or have had been conditioned by our previous relationships, and they're now projecting into your now. And the fact that you're, you know, what you could once have is, is not there anymore. So when you do get a taste of a new man, woman, or relationship you are in a fight or flight urgency mode to keep it and what's really interesting i had a follower called m m let's say m i don't want to give too much away but she said uh, in a question poll once she said i am scared of losing a guy as a person i've been in a relationship for seven months and my boyfriend says he doesn't love me yet what should i do and this is like a a question that's very common um, when there's no reciprocity, the law of reciprocity, someone is mutually connected with you. And to know that somebody's your expectation upon somebody else is not being met is also making you feel a little bit unhappy or un- insecure, and naturally so. What I have seen here in a few things is there's expectations upon love. This guy is basically saying, I need a matter of time to start to connect with you and he just put expectations upon something which shouldn't have expectations to be quite honest love should just just be there is also leverage that's not in your favor there em it's like a you know there's a power dynamic which is you feeling more codependent and actually anxiously attached to his love and where he might be more avoidant attachment you're an anxious attachment and these kind of just don't work i've noticed in the book as well that usually the secure attachment style people which is more me actually um luckily you know over the work i've done and there's a lot of self-work and and, and i've been really grateful for the parenting and friends i've had across the years which have made me have this secure attachment jazz he, he is more aligned on the anxious attachment style but getting far better but this is the thing Jazzy was attracted to me because I was a secure attachment. Um, And then I don't think it ever happens that two anxious attachment people attract one another. 
so you you'll never um you're finding each other to fill a void but you're both anxiously attached it just doesn't really work so sometimes we we attract the opposite side of the spectrum and also it can lead to negativity so it sounds like he's being avoidant and you're being anxiously attached here so this is not going to end too well um unless unless both of you go within and and really go consciously with, within into those patterns and sort of raise your self-worth from within so it sounds like he's been hurt um or has hurt before and he's trying to be a bit more responsible with his actions and he doesn't want to hurt you so there's a lot of insecurity there um and it's worth remembering that we sh in in life we we life cycle we shed skin i think we have nine human li life cycles that's from child all the way up to senior there's nine human evolvements as it were but along that journey there's lots of complexities we shift beliefs we evolve we we throw away friendships we you know we do all kinds of things and so a person who is comparable to you then initially might not be as comparable or compatible for you as you both evolve and change inevitably but the right person will have you not feel out of place throughout the whole evolutionary process and so that was quite a long short on on how loneliness can really attract something that you you hadn't expected but knowing your relationship to love and knowing your worthiness that you feel of a partner that reciprocates this. So you need to raise your worth, which you can go back to on 25, episode 25, to raise your worth to, to a point where you feel validated. Otherwise, you'll self-sabotage that partner that does come into your life. So you need to really raise your worth. Otherwise, the, the, the hard work that you're going to be doing um, is just going to be unwound because you will, you will go through lots of self-dialogue. Um, that you're not worthy of the partner right in front of you. And it's only that you, until you tackle your past stories that are still burdening you, that you can truly overcome this. And I can see this in this story here, Em, with your 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 partner at the moment. Um, and there's an expectation on love. Like we said, there's deadlines. You're, there's a sign your partner has been hurt in the past or has hurt others before. So create defense. So he creates defensive conditions for himself or you. And you're not alone here because I too went through a past relationship and the partner that I once had, my ex, said to me, Josh, it takes me, it took me three years to love my ex and same goes for you in her own words. And that was a huge red flag that, you know, showing this unhealthy power dynamic and someone who will leverage your time and energy and lead you to submission, potentially. This is not healthy. And of course, when you're lonely, it's a an anxious attachment to filling a void and you're going to likely attract people that will use and abuse this vulnerability that you're potentially having at the moment. But let's not discount everyone because we're all not perfect. We're flawed um, with, with a lot of things as human beings. So this is what you need to look out for. If there's clear signs he or she is consci consciously working through this limiting belief, that's brilliant. If not, your time is valuable and so you're, you're worth someone ready to invest in you openly from the very beginning. Lots of us try and put um, expectations upon, on, upon love or see potential in the future when actually it's not actually happening right now and you're, you're led to danger because you're going to continually expect something that's not even being laid on the table right now, right? And, and that's going to be a dangerous place to be leveraged upon and you're going to be 
potentially betting in betting on a wrong horse as that expression goes you're betting on something and you're you're falling into what's called sunk fa- cost fallacy and you're investing all your emotions at time energy even money and everything your stories your vulnerability and you're going to get vulnerability hangovers hangovers with this person you're going to trust them um, and even if it's like a, a frigid or frigid sense of trust and a fragile sense of trust it still is something you've invested in and so the more you fall into this deep dark person the more the harder it is to let go so you've got to be careful of this catch it early as everybody says but it's it's, it's not easy is it but then and then finally it's worth knowing that we cycle in our lives like i say we went through nine life cycles human life cycles um we reinvent ourselves continually so as a person who is comparable comparable to you at the beginning might not be so much as you move through the relationship as we say as I say, the entire journey will feel comfortable with that right person. So this is where I say this is your, this is how not to settle for less. And even if you come up with anxious avoidment t- uh, t- attachment styles and feeling lonely, is you share the same values. That's so important. You should know your values even when you're in a deep dark low. So knowing your values, even when you're feeling lonely, will guide you away from this trap. And also those values will help you and be a vehicle to build trust trust is inevitable to bond us between our complexities and reinventions across that time we we cycle our goals change our visions blur sure but core values like open communication respect and commitment should be non-negotiables they act as the anchor and the vital ingredients to build that trust and bond despite the evolving this someone is someone you're going to be living with and I, I always advocate for the person you, you aim to be with until your very last breath. And there's a lot of goes around that love hurts. And there's lots of tough love on our music, our media, our films we watch. Um, because we're addicted to the pain. We're kind of addicted to it in a really crude sense that we don't really parade happiness. And ask yourself this. when did, When's the last time when you shared some good news? People were like, way, hey, pat on the back, mate. You know, well done. Well done, you. And if they're right friends, they of course, they will be giving you that gratification. But sometimes, some people genuinely feel like they need to hold it in. And this loneliness to celebrate your victories and celebrate true love and true romance, which luckily I can do online with the jazz. And I'm very fortunate to have that position because many don't. But, but, but to be able to do that, it sometimes does come with a bit of spite. I think, oh my gosh, because people are struggling out there. I feel like celebrating my wins and, and things that do go right. are. I feel guilty about doing it. But please believe that there is somebody out there that that goodness does exist, although you're continually reminded of that pain and, and love hurting and always going wrong, it doesn't. It doesn't. There are some success stories out there. And just know that this person, the test you're going to be given, and not to settle for less, they must stand the test of time. Be it both a competent mother, father, whoever it be, a caregiver and a provider all the way through. You're going to be sick one day. Who's that person you want to be by your sick bed, caring for you? and giving you affirmations, and really sort of giving you a, a good hand to heart, and, and really appreciating you. The list goes on, but just think about those deep questions, because that will help you not settle for quick fixes, and addictions, and voids to fill. Knowing those values will reduce the complexities, and the sporadicness of human form. It's like, for example, Jazz could become a porn star, but I know she won't become a porn star. 
that makes sense because her values are so deeply ingrained she will evolve into i don't know what in tens of 20 years she's given me her vision her idea board and and dreams of the future and so we share a lot of that commonly and for me you know i don't know what i'll turn into i could become a bloody hollywood actor or a um, presenter on a big show or who who knows but that's just that's just my fancy fantasies but but what you need to realize is that the values really are the anchor and the predictability in a complex world so they act as your proxies in your relationship or the relationship to be for what could be and you can both actively imagine your futures together all the while communicate who you're becoming and that's a very secret source if there's open communication and that communication is key cliche thrown around it's very very important for this context as you grow and evolve you need to be open about your involvement how you're adapting adapting how you're changing and inevitably you do change but no having no secrets or skeletons in the closet will help you both not be insecure or or fill voids or fill um, a, a lack of need of love to fulfill and it's a great litmus test so if you can communicate freely without feeling frail or vulnerable you're never on edge or needing to perform or please you're at peace with being authentically you and offered support space and affection without conditions being put upon it you've found a brilliant partner there so I hope if, if Emma's listens to this out of complete chance, then that is a big deep dive into those questions. And I hope these have really helped you at your current time in life. Um, and that was a deep dive into the first first point. We're gonna we're gonna whittle through a few more, but I'm gonna just give as much as I can, even as this flows into an hour. Um, I'm really passionate about this subject. So if you're feeling lonely, you're not alone because there's lots of us out there. Just don't fall into those traps. Next one, very similar. Are you too comfortable? Um, and comfort can have you stay, you know, st- lose your worth within a relationship, lose your sense of self and your identity within a relationship. And let's talk about comfort within a partnership. You've actually just committed and you're getting too comfortable. Oh, let's, let's just use this as an actual example here. It's like staying fit for your partner, for example. Is like, does that feel too much of a burden for you? Is that effort um, too much to ask for? Or are you are you not needing to try to sustain the relationship? These are just showing you that you may be getting a bit too comfortable. And this is signs to you that you are not appreciating what you have right in front of you. And don't get me wrong, we all go through bouts of inspiration, motivation, and you know, we, we, we re- evolve as time goes on as we explored. But, but what's really key is that you're, you have an active motivation to bring your best self to the relationship. Is your comfort trying to teach you something about whether you're unhappy? Are you in alignment like we spoke about right at the beginning? And it's actually proven, proven helpful here. But, but look at these things. You feel like the race has won. Already, the men- that mentality is quite toxic. You believe, like, okay, I don't need to try anymore. I've seized the treasure, and, and so what? You know, Oof, I'm sitting on my high horse and pile of treasure. Like, how is your language in the bedroom happening? You know, are you keeping the sexual flair there? Is are you making a conscious effort to spruce it up, try new things, experiment? Like, look at that as well. If if you're literally having no motivation or um, feel like there's no point, then maybe you are settling for a partner that's not activating that within you. And we may be just laying dormant here and, and it's our, our own self-worth. But if you've covered your self-worth, if you've overcome that and you know that that's not a reason, then 
um, and you're not projecting and you're not kidding yourself like really get get really key on yourself some of us can go into self-delusion and delusion is very common it's it's like look at this test as well like look at yourself years ago look at how far you've come right in that time years ago in that present moment you think oh god i'm doing all right you know you might be thinking oh bloody hell i'm i'm, I'm killing it at life you know i'm playing for me favorite football team i've got a brilliant job i've got brilliant relationships here how can life get better and then fast forward four years time you're like flipping heck what was i thinking you know life was barely getting started and that's the beauty of hindsight but we are delusional in the present moment so be careful that your worth is at a point um where you can actually look at your life um objectively and see it as oh okay something might be up or off here um and things do need to change so if, you're sh if your elements and your actions are showing that you aren't caring so much, this could be a sign that you are settling for less. Um, another tip for you as well is just bring your best independence, your authenticity to the relationship. Like for my story, for example, I've, um, I'm completely, I'm quite opposite to Jazz and I think we'll do a podcast in the future um, on this, but I, I still didn't allow that to dull my light. I didn't try and fit Jazz's mould or be similar to Jazz for, to, you know, in my self-belief that jazz would be attracted to like for like, but that's far from it. We actually pull each other's dimensions in a positive route. Um, and then this is just to say that, you know, that we challenge and contend with each other based on our differences. It's like why opposite, you know, the fight of famous saying opposites do attract. And jazz and I are very much that. And we'll talk about that in a podcast um, based on personality tests, all the way through what we do in our relationship, what we spend more time doing, you know, even in business and life and with our clients. It's like, wow, we were very different um, human beings. But that's just to say that, well, we're bringing our independence and we're not feeling insecure about that, which is brilliant. Um, we're bringing our independence and we're we're not allowing that to just be be it. We're confident with our authenticity and it's showing that we're not getting too comfortable. We're showing each other that, yes, we both need to show up, even though we are different. But that's to show that we, 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 we care for one another and we want both each other to grow in, in areas where we may be neglecting naturally. And so this is what we need to think about. It, the element that the race is already won is something we need to bin. Um, not to drive your own insecurity here, but elude that effort is absolutely necessary to build a healthy, thriving relationship. And a sign that maybe the person that you're with, if they're showing up in all these ways, that they are, they are you know, happy with you and they are very conscious in their effort and they want to go the long route with you look at these as all red flags as well i could be even be calling this a red flag when a podcast but this is all about your worth and whether how you can show up to the relationship rather than the other way around so you're responsible for your actions and you can't choose or manipulate how other people act upon and around you unless you're bloody god or matilda in one of those movies um or yoda from star wars um but but you can't just do your best to act from inward way out and that might be a way to overcome that okay next point look back at what you admire what went right and so hindsight is so powerful like we said the delusion in this in the moment could skew you uh, adrift but but when we've lived that experience and know the end of it the unknown has been under in, you know discovered we can now sort of like look at it and learn from it so the phenomena is like, you, you do not choose what interests you, it chooses you. And so we've got to look back at those patterns. What happened in the past, which has driven us, 
along the roadmap that we're on now in our romantic relationships and what has made us magnetic to, to what's showing up for us right now. Look at the lamps across the journey. Like, like, a, like lamps across a dark path. And the, the Greek mythology discovered that phenomena is a Greek word. Um, and this is to appear or to be brought to light. The word phenomena is a form of discovery, a form of enlightenment. You know, excuse the pun there. But imagine this. Phenomena are like lamps along a dark path. They are a part of the unconscious processes devoted to integrating and furthering the development of our spirits, the furtherance of our psychological development. You do not choose what interests you, it chooses you. Something manifests itself out of the darkness as compelling as worth living for. Following that, something moves us further down the road to the next meaningful manifestation. And so it goes, as we continue to seek, develop, grow and thrive, it is a perilous journey, but is also the adventure of our lives. And so it's exactly the same thing, isn't it? If, if something that you're drawn to is showing up in your life right now, maybe based on that past, based on integrating your psychological development, and it's a journey which you're learning both in the dark times and the great, it's Channeling your experience, integrating your experience, and you're starting to get passionate about things, inspired about things, turned on. That's where the word comes from. You're turned on, you're attracted to certain elements based on what you'd experienced in the past. And sometimes, like we say, opposites attract. You know, you might be a good boy or a good girl and you are attracted to a rebel. And same goes for, you know, a rebel that breaks the rules. You may have, like, followed the religiously systems rules and then you see a rule breaker and think oh i like a bit of that because because opposites attract we're compelled to the light which we have not yet been shown and we're interested in that so it's not to say that you need everything that's similar to you sometimes the polar opposite attracts that another phenomenon as well was by robert green and his languages of seduction he talks about um, the you know the law of seduction and how we attract one another in a dating sphere and also relationship but the one i really like dialing into is one that women and men use called the siren and the siren is one language of seduction it's a manipulation tactic or even just being tactic with someone who is unconsciously being that that we we are far more on one spectrum of the feminine or masculine dynamic so for the siren it's far more on the the feminine the malevolent mother the maleficent, if I said that correctly, and somebody who is like like the Marilyn Monroe. If they're an embodiment of a porn star or Marilyn Monroe, for example, it's like that seductive, oh, you know, the kissy, the big kissy lips um, and, and all that sort of thing, that will attract the absolute opposite, tyrannical male, if we're looking at a heterosexual relationship here, um, that will attract that sort of person. Like for like, if you're in a same-sex relationship and you're attracting a same-sex relationship here, um, then it's still the same, same dynamics. Masculine and feminine dynamics live within us all. And you're going to attract the, the complete tyrannical version of, of what's the complete opposite of you. And that's what happens. You see it in lots of cultural dynamics. Let's just use Russia, for example. Um, very common, I see a lot of Russians, you know, I'm not painting it, all the Russians with the same brush. I love Russians. Um, but, but there is a big cultural dimension where 
women will get all the Botox, all the plastic surgery, and become that influencer sort of vibe to attract um, what is very patriarchal male, you know, big hairy chest, massive muscles, who provide for the family, you know, the real traditional. And that tends to happen, and that's a cultural sphere there, and culturally, on a mass level, that's happening. And so you've got to believe that, look back at what you're admiring, what went right, dial into what went right rather than what went wrong. Not your cravings, not your addictions, and not your fantasies, but what went tangibly, what felt really deeply good and at ease with you. And then start to create that roadmap looking forward, your phenomena. What are you getting naturally drawn to? And start to paint out that roadmap, which is actually good for you and your highest good. Speak on behalf, create that roadmap on behalf of your highest self. Not that person who is filling a void, not that person who is wanting quick gratification, but someone who genuinely wants the best for you. And the best for you means how you can, you know, be your best self. It's an easy way of putting it. But how can you lay a roadmap out for your best version to come out? And how can you put a roadmap out in your romantic world to attract that best mate that makes you or makes you feel your best self? Vice versa. So that's that point, a very deep once more. And before we get onto section four, a little cheeky ask. If you love the podcast and you have a quick sec, then drop in a review because it goes a long, long way for more listeners to come in um, and, and sort of get the same value as what you're experiencing right now. Again, if you hate it, then you can please review as well and I'll see what I can correct. Of course, anything constructive really helps. There we go. On to number four intuitive learning intuition is an utter amazing superpower that many of us are very unaware of using and i don't mean just in use your intuition but let's break it down a bit easier for you this is about understanding your energy centers where are you most influenced where in your body feels stress and lots of us differ some of us feel it with migraines in our head some of us some of us get like a a chesty cough or feel lots of tension in our chest and can't breathe properly some of us are really dictated by our stomach and our gut and that's very common with people i work with and myself our gut is where all of our emotions are kept and even in your root where your your bits and pieces are your sexual um sexual organs are in that pelvic region also can be influenced and if you're looking at the um the chakras through the body in a spiritual sense these are our energy centers that go through the core of our body and store and hold energy and it's essentially where we hold energy which definitely dictates how we make decisions and i do this with clients i go through um, a basic understanding of human design you know are you getting gut feelings to make in decisions are you rationally thinking are you susceptible to influence from the external world and and how is that impacting you in a bodily sensational way your human design chart if you if you're really intrigued in this go on to human design or google it find one of those charts and it's a really cool way of figuring out who you are emotionally how you've been living how you show up in relationships, like how the world's matters right now are really impacting you on a bodily sensation. There's energy flowing around. And I'm not one of those woo-woo sort of pseudo-scientist 
types to advocate for things like that. But massively, energy is a real deal. I know that many people listening to this will definitely be a firm believer that energy is a fantastic element of life and helps us navigate it. For example, Jazz and I are staying in, the, in a villa with a, uh, a neighbour who owns a cat. And we've noticed the cat has slowly started to spend time angel is at rehab so we don't have the dog here so actually what's funny we attract animals naturally me and jazz angel turned up on our doorstep when she wanted rescuing this cat from our neighbor for example just started to lie on the couch she felt safe in our area she's now you know i'm totally allergic to cats and i'm sat here with this luckily not sniffly nose but big red bulgy eyes for your imagination listen you know speaking through to the podcast that hasn't affected my vocal cords at least luckily but the cat itself was just lying, you know, living its best life in our villa. And we were texting the owner saying, are you okay? You know, what's happening? What's happening over there? Um, do you want your cat back? Um, and she said, oh, no, no, it's all right. She's all right over there. And she, she, you know, she claimed to come over and pick her up. But the cat was just chilling. We, me and Jazzy were speaking. We're like, is it because she just doesn't, you know, feel comfortable in that villa that she's lived with? Maybe she's a rescue from that neighbor we have currently and we just wonder lots of suspicion coming around why she's spending so much time here and it just goes to show that maybe she you know cats are very superstitious and they're very tuned in on an aligned enlightened level they see energy that we don't they sense energy that we don't they're instinctually present and this goes to show that we also need to be that way to seek out positive energy and energy force fields it's very common in epigenetics as well, and this is just me just backing up the idea that intuition is very powerful, and, and we see it in our, our past relationships we with, with trauma that hasn't been dealt with and healed. I've heard many stories, not that I've gone through in myself, but people on hallucinogenics um, and taking mushrooms and having experienced their, their ancestral trauma. So... So going through traumatic experiences, their parents or great-grandparents had been through. So those have been through a lot of stressful times with war um, and, and diving under tables because a, a bloody bomb was going to be dropped on their heads. Going through poverty, for example. All of that energy is being stored in a human force field, in a sphere. And especially it, during pregnancy is why we need to be very careful of what we're consuming when we're pregnant or not we're pregnant hopefully i'm not going to become pregnant and that's jazz's job um but if you are a lady out there it's why you want to to to, to have a very positive mindset a positive body you want to feed yourself with this nourishing food look after your mental state your stress levels your cortisol and why do we say that is because the the baby within that belly is taking on all of those influences all of that energy is transferring to the baby and why before we even think about kids think about our own experience think about completing ourselves to not have to relive through our children be resentful of their new experiences and developments and and i'll go to that on on another podcast i think that's a huge deep dive into parenting although i'm not a parent but definitely all into inner child healing and how your parents have a huge influence on who you show up as in in the real world and you know there's other questions like on a basic level you know why does the house price go down after someone passing away in that house hmm is that superstitious I don't think so. We believe that energy of, of tenants in the you know that previously stayed in the villa me and Jazzy have stayed in in Bali or in, or for you you know you've just moved into a new home. There's something you feel 
oh, something's a bit off, a bit heavy in the air. And it's why copper rings exist and, and um, shrines and spiritual, spiritual um, gift-giving and, you know, gratitude is what's practised here in Bali and, and incense is clearing the air of all, of all its energy, and rightfully so, because energy lives and breeds off us. It's why animals get attracted to empaths, because they sense, oh, this loving, caring, secure space to be around. And you've got to really dial into it. And I, again, I do a deep dive into that energetics, but it's just to make you really believe that energy is nothing to mess around with. And if there's scientists that make you think that you need to take a drug to feel better, make you feel that you need to, um, you know, out, use outward in ways of healing and only one way to get healthy or navigate your life in a certain, your health in a certain way, they're chatting utter rubbish. It's the same way as, Tying a knot, you can tie it in so many different ways. One way could work, and the way of science and the way of um, um, contemporary medicine could work. Yes, it could get the same outcome, but there's holistic and alternative means too. There's another way of tying that knot. And so this is just pure tangible evidence to suggest that the energy around you is something to dial into to seek that romantic partner. <laughs> I went off into a health sphere there, but that will definitely help you um, navigate your your, roman your romance as well and, and sort of seeking that partner that makes you feel good. Your intuition is dialing into all that energy and if that energy is exuding off that person you're dating or in a relationship with, for example, look for those signs. How are they treating the waitress, the waiter? How, are, how do animals react to your partner? Um, all kinds of things you can look and dial into and how you can let that help you not settle for less. Ain't nobody got time for negative energy in your life, especially when it comes to that that soulmate, potentially. There we go. Number five, take your time. And, and it comes two and two with the previous section as well. Sometimes circumstances, pressures or impatience gets the best of us. Many of you out there have parents or friends that pressure you, peer pressure you, or parents that want you to make a decision fast make you hastily make decisions, feel like you're missing out if you don't make a quick decision. And so it's all the time that just instigates more anxiety, more pressure. And usually what comes of this is called the anxious attachment style, which we did dive deeper into before. And this urgency and speed can have you make a terrible decision. Gosh, there's lots of psychology that goes into decision-making as well, but decision-making is better in the sweet spot of choice. And I studied this actually in business when I was looking at retail shelves. And I know this really, this really actually works in the dating sphere. It's like have enough choice to, um, to not overwhelm you, but enough choice to not have to settle for less or not live too minimally. It's good to have choice because you have competition. Um, it's, it's, it works in the business space. Is, is for the coaches. If there's too many coaches, wow, who do I choose from? And then if there's a sweet spot of choice, you're like, oh, okay, I've got enough choice here to actually come out with a great outcome. And the same goes in the dating world. You may like feel like you're fishing in a small pond. And I had a funny conversation today with a friend from Estonia. He said, yeah, honestly, um, in Estonia, there's only about 2 million people that live there residentially. And he said, yeah, I had to leave Estonia to make money um to to gain clients and i went why is that he said well 
I don't have a sort of a, a pond sufficient, a big enough pond, because everyone's competing and there's not enough to go around. I went, well, that's a lack mindset for starters. But that goes to show, and in this sense, there's just too small of a pile of opportunity here. And so if that's the case, if you feel like you're strangled for choice and you're settling for less because you went to school with that person or you grew up with that person or your family wants you to go with that person, then you need to not let, not not block more from coming your way if you're yet to be satisfied. So get very clear on what your form of satisfaction is. And if you're not yet satisfied, then please open up the gates for more opportunity. You may even need to change your external circumstances, just like my, my Estonian friend. He had to leave the country for the sake of gaining more opportunity because um, in his business sense, he couldn't network as well. There wasn't many people into the trading as he was. And as soon as he came to Bali, he was you know, lifted to the global sphere of traders. And it, it, was, it was fascinating, but it definitely applies to dating too. Try more, open up more opportunities and fish in the right ponds. You may be in on Tinder, for example, and that's known, stigmatised. I know there may be some really successful relationships through there and I'm not tainting it, but it's known and stigmatised for its hookup culture. If you want hookups, an easy way of going around that, um, then go that route. Me and Jazz met through Bumble, although this is not a, an ambassador scheme or anything, but Bumble was a place that I felt held more conscious human beings and higher quality women. And women were able to pop up first. And so that made me feel secure that there's a higher, there's a right pond to vision because I was looking for the long term rather than a short term hookup, whatever your need is. And again, treat yourself with the same respect as you do the other person. If you're into hookup culture um, and you're, you're, you're fast around trying around loads of people, that trying around and being hasty and urgent rather than taking your time, digesting your options and needing to sleep around and, and getting all these experiences could actually lead you to treating yourself in the same way. You may be believing you're experimenting. And if you're experimenting, you're likely being being an experiment for someone else too. Same goes for plugging and playing energy. You know, plugging and play, I talk about sex, like plugging and play, but it's the same thing, isn't it? You're kind of like downloading their energy. I've seen a a great meme and a a visualisation of how sex isn't just the, the... you know, what we see in an unconscious form, it really is a transference of energy, transference of experience. And so if that person you're hooking up with is just an experiment to seek different, and that different means someone who is toxic or who is, you know, totally, totally, you know, not looking after themselves or means the worst for you then you're probably going to download all of that stuff that's coming in with the plug and play but um but yeah that's just a point to make that you experimenting is actually making you become an experiment for someone else you're treating yourself in the same way you're treating if you treat hookups um as as one-offs and just like a lot of fun and lots of dopamine kicking and whatever it be validation gaining you're also leading yourself down that rat hole of lowering your value in the same sense. Good things don't come easy. You becoming that commodity to the masses is not the exclusive exclusive to the minority. And that, wow, I've just made a bloody quote. I'm writing that down as we speak. And that's going to go up on an Instagram, I think. 
Just search Josh.Campbell and you'll find that page somewhere in the future. But that's just the case, you know, another way of saying raise your worth because you're worth more. There we go. Next section. Know how to have the right conversations. Now, this will help you about taking your time, being a litmus test to your options and your opportunity. The right conversations should be about abundance, money, dreams plans, happiness, deeply fulfilling things. And the reason why we're not designed for small talk as such is based in a lot of literature I've read. There's something called the four agreements. And it's like the idea that you need to be impeccable with your word, be precise in your speech, because the power of your word manifests things. What, what, the idea of if it's said, it's granted how we manifest is, is, is a form of energy like we spoke about. It's really playing with the, the power of the universe and promising and is your truth. It's why they say speak your truth because what's happening there is you bringing it into existence. It's why even God in, in biblical senses, God spoke us into existence and it's such a powerful thing. The power of your word works both ways and it's why warren buffett once said as much as we take in the good we take in the bad so if you're really looking for external validation and putting it on a massive pedestal and good comments you know it's why we have to have like a very neutral baseline when i see a great comment which is lovely and i loved your support and i really appreciate that but if i let it get to my self-esteem and self sense of self-worth i'm falling very vulnerable because when a negative comment of the same stature comes through, I'm going to take that just to as hard as I did the good comment, if not worse. And there's lots of psychology to say that we do focus on the negatives far more than the positives. Our negatives far outweigh the positive because we feel at a loss. A loss is far more dangerous than a gain. And we'll more focus on what we lost, that £100 we lost last week, than that £100 we gained this month. Is is mental, isn't it? But it's very true and so we need to design our conversations in a way that creates positive outcomes we need to look to the future we need to be very curious while careful with our language we need to prospect that person in front of us to not reject ourselves we need to show up with a deeper sense of embodiment our best self our highest vibration our, our highest self and the, what what conversations would your higher self have that self-actualizations inflow that creative bloody space what conversations would that person have and have them in your dating world that is so empowerment and you know paramount to who you attract and who you'll go uh, along with the the long route and why I hate the dating sphere and why I've got a new mission in this relationship space is that I see everywhere manipulations, tactics, tricks, chat up lines, um, short, short gratification and, and quick gratification, sorry, and, and quick means to get what you want in the short term. But is that really a soulmate? Is that really someone who's going the depth with you if you're going to use all that manipulation and tactic? It's like you're putting on a mask and faking something you're not and not being authentically you, which is of course, speaking all those conversations, if you're talking about small talk and you're not so much into small talk and you're talking about the reality TV, what was on the news, um, that 
gossip, whatever it be, and that's coming up in your dating world, well, I'm afraid, sweetheart or mate, that that is going to be what you attract. And that is essentially what you'll end up settling with if that is part of your language, part of your creation, the power of your word. So if you're already correcting your language before you even enter the dating world, you're doing a really good job. So pat yourself on the back if you're trying to use less swear words. I know swear words is all right. You know, it helps reduce pain and scientifically proven. But and, and, and adds a little bit of humor here and there. But like things that I'm not good enough. I'm not worth this. That's too hard. Oh, that's too expensive. I've not got a good enough portfolio for the new job I'm about to apply for. It's the oh, it's a lack of lack of self-worth in there. And that's inevitably the word is the power of creation. And what will be said will be. And that applies to your romantic world too. There we go. So know how to have the right conversations and how to adapt your abundance speech. It's why NLP exists. It's why NLP is so powerful in the world of psychotherapy. It's why that your conversations internally manifest externally many results. It's why, you know, there's a funny experiment i don't want to dive too deep into it but the idea that someone spoke lots of positive affirmations to a plant and watered it with that form of affection the plant grew more luscious than it did other plants in the same room that didn't get provided with the same affirmation it's crazy that even on this energetic and even human to plant form um, and plant relationship is huge isn't it how we influence what's around us by just our word and so make sure you're impeccable with your word there okay next section our second from last are your ideals fucked i said be impeccable with your word um ideals crap let's say this is not sometimes not your fault and we've explored this very vaguely but pressures by movies media and craving for self-sabotage and pain is is the way we're wired that the fact that nice guys finish last and i've heard this everywhere lots of male dominated spaces on the planet um will say you need to be tough you need to be a provider you need to be unemotional you need to be orderly orderly to to be successful and that the nice guys are, are wimps and and not the people to provide and 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 boring, essentially. I've heard it with even my friends, uh, you know, female friends say, um, this guy's too bland and boring because he's too nice. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? And this goes for both genders too. Men also like, you know, that seductive, like I said, the siren, that seductive, that that um, that manipulative woman with all the curves and the big lips and the pouts and stuff because it's what's sexy. And what's sexy sells. And what's sexy, we're attracted to in a weird way because we don't normally get it in our reality. It's why self, you know, it's why reality TV, and I've seen the inside out of reality TV, is why they want people who are easily manipulated and why they want to create massive hyperdrama and create edited, highly produced reels for our attention spans that just want entertainment. We, you know, films don't, films don't usually do successfully if they're just about a happy relationship from start to end, there's always a break it to make it, a self-redemption story or some sort of pain and some sort of like high adrenal, larger than life situation. 
And this goes to, like, you know, women are, it's propaganda in its, its greatest form. Women in the Disney movies are mostly codependent to a Prince Charming to be the saviour. You you see it so so much, don't you? That the, the man needs to jump in with his shiny armour and, and jump to the rescue when, when his, the princess is in dire need of somebody to fill a void. That happens in Disney movies. And, and, and as kids, we absorb that. We're little sponges. And just the same with women. Like Women are like Sleeping Beauty, are naive to the dangers of the world. The, the awakening moment is the prick on the spinning wheel. The moment that Sleeping Beauty touches that spinning wheel is that the, malef- the maleficent nasty queen comes in, it comes in and the, the reality kicks in and that's what's um the awakening that painful catalytic moment is how we think fuck the world isn't what we imagined it to be based on our movies and the movie is trying to portray that it doesn't have to be this way though you need to create your own ideals like i always advocate for inward way out be authentic to you not how you've been externally influenced as even a young child of how a dynamic in a relationship should be. Are you expecting too perfect? Are you expecting that Prince Charming at the expense of your own worth? Are you looking at these archetypes on the TV as gospel to your own reality? Think about how you've been influenced and whether these are actual healthy influences and whether there's a balance between the two where i say is a healthy relationship is one that can depend on upon one another is fluctuating in balance it's not a hyper inflated version of masculinity or femininity it's a huge balance we 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 both have those aspects and so feeling complete will definitely allow you not to be skewed by your ideals now finally falling into the final section here is fall in love with the person and the now, not the memories or the potential. Like that, that says, is a lot of things. Are you rushing? Are you putting expectations upon this person? It could look like a long-distance relationship, for example. You guys are both so far out on the spectrum, you're you're miles away, and you've not had tangible um, physical touch or romance or intimacy with one another, but you're expecting in a few months' time that person's going to be coming up with a a bouquet of roses and be your soulmate for life. This is very common, those long-distance relationships. We build up norms based on sexual tendencies and and, and frustration, as it were, Um, and it's not actual reality. So this is why you need to have very raw, real conversations of being open and vulnerable as possible to be that early litmus test to not falling in to the memories and potential, but realising that is this person healthy for your now? You're not looking at how what this person could become, but really what is this person showing to me now? It could leave you, lead you to daydreaming, what-ifing, and hanging on to a space that needs new. And I'm like, like thinking about the, the conversation we had right at the beginning about me creating new um, operating power in my brain and feeling far more aligned and alive is that I've shifted away fitness and completely, completely like control alt, alt deleted the fitness stuff. And what happened there, I've rebooted my CPU RAM for all my, my computer, computer scientists out there. You, you've come into the, you know, the operating system has more space for someone new. A new program, that new program could be that person. For example, you could have been 
editing from your iMovie all this time, and now you reboot and you get yourself Final Cut Pro. You know, not not trying to make some comedy out of this, but this is a real situation. We are unique creatures thinking about a better future. And more often than not, we undermine ourselves. These expectations are built for a reason. And the reason why we are the most predominant species on the planet is because we were gifted the idea to be self-aware and be intelligent. That is, our brains are our USP and the reasons why we're so so dominant on the planet, as it were. And in the Bible, it even says Adam and Eve, when they were became self-aware, when they were both naked, it's quite funny, but they were both naked and they weren't aware of it. So they were really vulnerable with each other, didn't really care, um, you know, navigating the, the sphere of heaven. And then as soon as they were granted awareness, they're like, oh my God, I'm naked. And that brought like lots of negativity uh, and lots of like overanalysis and, and overthinking things and being self-conscious of judgment, fear, and it, it just all just spiral out of control. And so this can happen, um, especially when we're not taking care of our minds. And Buddha famously says, and I love to regurgitate this quote so much, is that depression is living in the past, anxiety for the future. Living, l- living is living in the moment wisely and earnestly. So to build that mindfulness is what I would suggest. Build mindfulness with your experience. Integrate breathing, deep breaths from the diaphragm. Integrate that five-minute meditation in your day. That five minutes could honestly save your life in the morning. Why could it save your life? Because it could save you making a terrible decision later on the day, dating that douchebag um, for lunchtime that crushes your soul or even becomes someone you put a ring on their finger. Think about it. Your brain is something that needs to be very looked after. And it dictates every decision you make in the day. So build yourself that time. Make rational decisions rather than irrational decisions. Decisions? <laughs> I've been like spluttering through this podcast this whole time. Um, but I'm just loving what I'm talking about. And this is just to say, if we buy ourselves time between decisions, and sometimes we are pressured in our work by our friends to say yes or say no. If you are pressured in that moment and you feel overwhelmed, say no first. Say no, buy yourself some time. If your meditation is in there, then you may have a quicker rational brain to to take action on that decision and make a more rational judgment for your higher self, a more enlightened self. And so this is why I say meditation is so key. You can avoid so many arguments, so much unconscious behavior, which can set you back weeks, if if not taken care of. So that's the power of meditation. And Making sure of getting really mindful of your surroundings. Decluttering is a great way of doing this. Are you holding space with objects in your room, in your wardrobe, wherever it be? Is it better gone? Um, and you're holding lots of lots of sentiment and an association with objects that we don't really realise. Um, for example, like my trophies on a cabinet, I have so much positive association to those and and it brings me back to playing football and being presented them in my uh, football presentations um what do you have associations to jewelry jewelry is a powerful one like a ring what does it tell you about something are you holding on to a bracelet which brings bad energy and bad reminders get rid of it life's too short to hold and dwell are you holding on to love letters from a past ex which you know you're never going to get with get rid make space for new 
decluttering really helps your mindfulness and it's why minimalism is a growing trend right now and also ask yourself this question who does your ideal human need to be for you right now like we say we're evolving as we go but see yourself as who you are now not who you will be in three years and think about that person when you're going to be three years time and who they will need to be because your soulmate could come across not to put pressure anymore either but your soulmate could come across in this time span from now until that three-year mark and and you could completely um give that opportunity away but but making sure you raise your worth if you haven't already tune into that that previous podcast to a point which has a very high worth ideal as well the universe is in your favor and i know this from my own experience my own life having a track jazz and gone through a lot of unconscious experience and nearly got onto Love Island, the reality TV show, which was going to be like unconscious dating for the masses to watch. Um, and I got to that depth and it only took a couple of months from being rejected from Love Island to have met Jazz. And your life can really turn turn on a sixpence like that with a flick of the fingers if you believe in it. Hold that right attitude. And all of these points I've mentioned here hopefully navigate and steer you towards that person that you dream of and dream of in all the right ways, your ideals now, your kind of like reality, not ideals, not your Disney Prince Charmings or your rom-com stars like Matthew McConaughey or Ryan Gosling. Think about it realistically. How do they make you feel? Not the aesthetic manifestation, but how do they energetically show up for you? Do they allow you to be open and vulnerable? Do they share the same values as you? Do they genuinely go the deep, dark depths in all the right ways as well? And so I hope this, I'm going to wrap it up there. I just want to say thank you so much for spending your time, this precious time and energy you spent here. Hopefully you've multitasked and and done something brilliant with your life or even just chilled on the sofa. I hope I can be that sort of um, granted wish for you on your day off as well. Um, But I just want to say that the, the most optimistic outcome is possible. And just think positive, hold that right attitude because it's coming for you. And so if you wanted to dive deeper in terms of unraveling the past experience, stories that maybe have written um, your own stories that you may may have written and they're just taking over your life, you're coming into decision friction, you're self-sabotaging, you're getting in your way a little bit too much, um, then I can definitely help you in all forms of relationship, whether it's holding a conscious relationship now Um, communication breakdowns in your current relationship and how I can create that intimacy for you both. And then dating as well. You're in a dating phase. You haven't found that person yet, but I want to help you turn up to the dating world in such a high worth and confidence that you're not going to be settling for less and creating lots of pain and hurt for yourself come the future. So if that's really interesting for you, then if you go on to www.joshcampbell.com .co, not .com, that will have pages of services, but my favorite so far is the 12-week solo program. Just go ahead, fly yourself through, and put an application on that program. It's my deepest dive. I've had clients on it already and created some 
brilliant transformations like people who have come in to me with um really low self-doubt and self-esteem and even mental health issues and come out a completely enlightened motivated inspired human being and ready to attract the best the world has to offer so if you're after the love of your dreams then definitely the 12-week program is for you but if that's something you'd be tantalized for then yeah definitely click that apply now link i'll put it in the show notes too and finally thank you for spending your loving time with me and i cannot wait for this new chapter that's opened um, and to be of service in the relationship sphere all the best from my heart to yours have a brilliant day